On today's episode of the Tweet Show Podcast, we're going to preview the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs. That's right, playoffs. So with that being said, let's get started with today's episode. So like I said, we're going to preview all the NFL games this weekend. We're going to start with the Saturday games first, and then we'll do the Sunday games after that. So with the Saturday games, we got the first off, we got the Chiefs and Jags. And I'm going to give you a couple stats here with uh, the uh, Jags and <clears throat> uh, Chiefs game. So I'm going to start off with like some player stats here. So so in Patrick Mahomes playoffs, and so in play in the playoff games Patrick Mahomes has played in. Patrick Mahomes has a passer rating of 105.7 with 3000 yards, 28 touchdowns and 20 and 7 interceptions in 11 games he's played in. Patrick Mahomes is also in the games he's played against the Jaguars. He is, has a passer rating of 109.9 with 1000 yards, 7 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, and also 3 and 0. And um uh, let's see. Patrick Mahomes on Saturday games is also 3 and 0. He has a passer rating of 100.6 with 696 yards, five touchdowns in three games in Saturday games. And let's see, any other Chiefs stats here? Let me find them real quick. Here we go. Oh, Andy Reid also is 19-16 in playoff games. So he is, once again, 19-16 and 16 in playoff games. So, uh... So I'll start with the I'll start with the Chiefs first, and then we'll get to the Jags in just a moment. So with the Chiefs, obviously they were the number one seed because of obvious reasons. I guess not obvious reasons, but like because of like some like but the whole Bengals and Bills situation. The Chiefs were obviously given the number one seed because of whatever you know all the reasonings behind it. But anyways, um, the uh, Chiefs were you know. You know, here's the thing about like you know the teams are given the, like the number one seed you have to buy. It's like we always forget about them almost even playing. It's like because um, like it's kind of weird because like when they like you know when we watch the wild card games, we go, "All right, this team is like almost really good. They can make a run." And then we almost forget about the Eagles and Chiefs and like how good they are. That because like they're the reason why they can they're not they're the number one seed. It's almost like what? Oh, it's like you know it's crazy to think about it because it's like. We just forget sometimes how good those teams are, and that's why they're the number one seed. But, like, so this is what – here's the thing about the Chiefs. So, obviously, these two teams have already played each other this season where the uh, Chiefs won, I believe, 27-17. This was, like, in week uh, – I can't remember what week was. Maybe it was, like, week 10 before, like, Jacksonville went on our, like, run during the regular season and all that. So, it's interesting because, like, Obviously, like I said, I was giving you the stats about Patrick Mahomes, how he's just unbelievable in the playoffs. Is like, which is true because like the Chiefs are trying to go for five straight trips to the AFC Championship game, if I remember correctly. Because like obviously his first, his like first actual year of being a starter 
being in his second year, got to the championship game, but then lost to Brady. But then after the following year, got to the championship game, but then lost or won the Super Bowl. And then they got to the they got to the championship game again, but then lost to the Super Bowl. They got to the championship game again, but then lost to the Bengals in the in the actual championship game. So they've they've gotten there four straight times and looking for a fifth. And it's like one of those things like, damn, like are the like the Chiefs about to like be like sort of the new the new version of the Patriots sort of even though they're sort of like a fun team to watch. And like, I don't think anybody's really hated them yet, but I'm sure they're eventually they're going to be haters out there. But like they're. It's like one of those things like you can't really hate Patrick Mahomes like he's just so likable and he's just so fun to watch because it's like one of those things like you, you truly just you can't hate him. Like I, you just can't. Cause like I said, he's so likable and he's just, he's a really good football player. Like Tom Brady on the other hand is like the kind of guy that just, if just by looking at him, you just go, I hate that MFR. I hate him. I hate him. I hate that MFR. Cause he's just, just, he just got that look of a villain. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a look of a villain. Patrick Mahomes has a look of a, like a superhero, like almost like a, uh, like Captain America, almost sort of like type of look, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think we've reached that point with the Chiefs yet, but I'm sure eventually people will start turning on the Chiefs. But I don't think I will. But maybe, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But I don't think I will because, like I said, they're just always fun to watch. And I don't, I just don't really have the urge to hate the Chiefs unless, unless I was like a fan of somebody in the AFC, then maybe I would. But like, since I'm a guy in the NFC, it's like, ah, eh, who cares? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, <clears throat> You just, I don't know how you can hate him. So anyways, uh, let's move on to here to like the uh, sort of the more breakdown things. So obviously the Chiefs coming into the season, were like, oh, they lost Tyreek Hill. They're not going to be as good as we thought they were. But it, look, look and behold, still the number one seed. Still probably the best team in the AFC. And we're back right where we started. So, I mean, it was just one of the things like some people thought they were going to take a step back. But in reality, they took a step forward. And offense got better, I think. Obviously, they had their moments, but like I, like I said, they just were just dominant. I thought the whole year. I mean, maybe not dominant, but like they were just like the only head scratcher was that Colts game. But like otherwise, it's like the Chiefs are just just they're always good. They're always going to be good, and as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, they always have a chance to either be in the AFC Championship or be in the Super Bowl. So, like I said, it's just one of those things. It's like if the Kansas City Chiefs are just grateful to have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback because like. I don't know if anybody else would be taking it for granted because I wish I had Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. But obviously, I'm grateful for the quarterback that I currently have right now. But either way, but it's, it's um, I don't know because like I have this <clears throat> urge of like, I guess we can sort of like talk a bit more about the Jags in this, in this uh, thought that I'm having because like here's the thing, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars sort of are similar to the Cincinnati Bengals of last year. And here's 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 my little bit of more reasoning. Obviously they got some players. They signed this offseason. Like Christian Kirk, uh J- I maybe mean, I don't know about it means like Zay Jones, but they got Everett Ingram. They got a bunch of dudes out there. I feel like. So obviously there was sort of a rough start. Now the Bengals last year obviously got to a good start. And then the rest is history. So the like the Jacksonville Jaguars got off to a slow start. They were like two and six, and then they actually went on a run, winning like their like last six or last six out of eight or something like that. But obviously they got out into a crazy good run. So 
you know how we were all talking about the Bengals last year, how they like they were like one of the teams that were like have one of the worst odds to win a Super Bowl, and they're like the most Cinderella story you've ever seen. Obviously, there was because uh, Jacksonville's a four, I guess. Uh, wait, yeah, yeah, the Bengals were a four seed last year too. So I guess there you go, compare and contrast comparison right there. Uh, I mean, obviously, like second year guy Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow was in his second year. I'm just saying. So, I mean, there's some similarities of like, let's say, for example, that the the, uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars do win that game. It's like it's like one of those things like, holy crap, the Bengals are going to go on or not the Bengals. The Jacksonville Jaguars might be going to the Super Bowl because if they beat the Chiefs, I don't see how they don't. How they don't go, because like the Chiefs are legitly like one of the top three teams, best three teams in the NFC, in the NFL left. So let me give you some uh, other stats about some of the Jacksonville stuff. So. All time, the Jacksonville Jaguars are three and two in the division round playoffs. A set of games, and they're all thrillers. So obviously, in the uh, let's see whether whether well, stuff. So oh, here's a stat on the Chiefs. The Chiefs were actually six and eight in the division round playoffs. And let's see what other stats. Did I have any other stats for the Jags? Oh, here's one. Here's the one I was looking for. Okay, so we're all aware about Trevor Lawrence's streak in Saturday games. He's currently thirty-seven and zero, as which which is remarkable. So I I uh, screenshotted this thing where so the streak began with his back-to-back state championships at at his high school back in twenty fifteen and sixteen, which were both played on Saturday, along with a Saturday showcase in on uh, ESPN in twenty seventeen. He's only lost his. So his only two losses, obviously, he went undefeated most of his years. But his only two losses in Clemson were against Ohio State in the in a semi game, which was on a Friday, and a national championship game, which was on a Monday. So again, once again, he's undefeated on Saturdays. Uh, and then he continues with the two games he's played so far on Saturdays, which was the uh, Week 18 game with against Tennessee. The winner goes into the playoffs, and then now this last weekend. With, against Chargers, which is also Saturday, so it's remarkable stuff. So I'm almost convinced that Jacksonville might actually win the game because, like, the game's being played on the Saturday, and Trevor Lawrence has not lost the game yet on a Saturday. He's 37 and 0. That's basically like the Undertaker streak, if you think about it. It's like one of the most remarkable streaks you've ever seen. Like he just doesn't lose on Saturdays. Like it's remarkable stuff. It truly is. And obviously, we can talk about Doug Peterson as a coach, and obviously how he's sort of like got his teams to the Super Bowl with the Eagles back then, but obviously they were a number one seed. But like, I mean, Doug Peterson's a really good coach. I really like what he's done with Trevor Lawrence. And like I was sort of saying, like I think the bank or like the Jacksonville Jaguars have a chance to sort of be like the new, the new Bengals in a sense. It's like, because they got a second year quarterback now. Obviously Joe Burrow was the second year quarterback when he went to the Super Bowl. They got a number one wide receiver and Chris Kirk, but obviously he's not like Jamar Chase or anything like that. But he's a, he's a solid good player. He's a Really talented wide receiver, and then they got—I mean—they got weapons. Now the defense isn't all that great, and neither was the—I don't think the bank. Well, no, the Bengals' defense last year was pretty solid, actually. So I don't know. The only concerns I have for this game are like how is Jacksonville's Jaguar? How the how is Jacksonville's offensive line going to handle that uh, pressure from Kansas City? Because like Kansas City has like a really does a really good job of like pre- pressuring the quarterback, and but the second, but like if somehow Trevor Lawrence can have get time to like throw the ball. That secondary for the Chiefs isn't really that good because I feel like the, like the rush, like that, 
you know, like I said, the pass rush is going to get there, but like that secondary is just not going to hold up. Cause I feel like if somehow, if, if that offensive line can hold up and keep, uh, you know, contain that, that rush from like Chris, uh, Chris Jones and all the other guys out there up front, I mean, they could, I think, I don't, I just, I can see like how Jacksonville could stay in the game. Cause like, like I said, as long as, you know, the, um, Jacksonville's offensive line can contain uh, pressure from uh, that D line. I don't see how they don't stay in the game. But like I said, if they don't, it's going to be a long day for Trevor. Obviously, we've seen Trevor go over, come over some uh, adversity throwing those four picks like last week against the Chargers. So maybe he can overcome like the let's say like five sacks. I think because last last time they played the Jet or they played the Chiefs, he had five. He got sacked five times. So maybe, like I said, I mean they're. Jaguars are playing good football, so I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like completely shocked if they won, but I'd be like, wow, okay, we got some new we got some new bloods in the AFC. So the Chiefs are better watch out. So they better at least you know come out with a fire and better be they better be ready because these Jaguars aren't playing around. They're they're young. You're a young team that doesn't know what they're what you know. Sort of like the old saying is like young teams doesn't. Uh, what's the old saying? It's like young teams aren't. Oh God, I can't even think about it. But like, I'm sure you've heard it too. Like something about young teams and how they just are, they just play reckless without a care in the world or something like that. But anyways, it's, um, but I'm still going to probably pick the Chiefs. But again, I just, well, because like the overall, I think the spread is like uh, Chiefs are fair by eight, I think. Let me look at it real quick. The Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. All right, let me find the spread here because I think the over under is like fifty two. So, so, so Vegas is sort of expecting sort of a high scoring game. Uh, the spread is eight and a half. Okay, that's what I thought eight, but I was like maybe it's a touchdown or eight. So depending on by the time we get to that Saturday game, it could be like eight between like seven and a half or eight or even eight and a half. So just whatever you're if you're wanting to uh, bet on it, I would probably lean toward. I kind of want to take the Jags plus the points because I got. Cause like I said, cause like really, if you think about it, like last year's, last year's division round playoffs were some of the best playoff games we've ever seen. Like truly one of the better ones we've ever seen. Cause obviously we had the, uh, the bills and Titans or the bills and chiefs game last year. That was a division round playoffs. We had the Niners and Packers game. We had the Cincinnati Bengals and Titans game also. And then we also had, who was the other one? It was, uh, who was playing? Oh no. Who was the other Oh, Rams and Bucks. I mean, all like if you if you remember last year's like divisional round playoff games, like they all came down to a last second field goal. Every single one of them, every single one of them came down to a last second field goal. Uh, the Bengals kick. Obviously, the Bengals won on a last second field goal. The the Niners won on a last second field goal. The uh, Rams won on a last second field goal, and then obviously the uh, the remarkable Chiefs Bills game, which was like one of the greatest playoff games ever, came down to a field goal but like we all like we all you know any anyways anyways um yeah i'm just ex- i'm just really pumped about uh these uh these games this weekend i'm super pumped about it so uh yeah that's uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the chiefs to win but i'm gonna take the jaguars plus the points here all right so let's do the next game on that saturday we're gonna do um who else oh it's the um uh, Giants and Eagles. So here, uh, you know what's interesting? Because like I, 
I didn't really even think about this because, like, at first when I was like sort of like going through the prep of, of talking about this game, I was like, why? Why, we, why are some people like kind of high on the Giants? Like, I get it; they're a good team. They deserve to be in the playoffs. They've had some great moments and all that. But then this is what caught my eye. I was like scrolling through Twitter and stuff, and Peter Schrager, who works for the NFL on NFL Network, who does some awesome job. I love I love his uh, work here, and um. He was on Good for- Good Morning Football, what's on the NFL Network, and he made up a pretty good point about these New York Giants and how they're sort of similar to the 2007 Giants that went on to the Super Bowl and beat the New England Patriots. And I'll just, here, I'll pull up the clip and I'm going to make you guys listen to it because I think he's actually got some like valid points here. So I'm going to make you guys listen. I think there's a great... Uh, preface also like I saw Craig Germain who's one of our producers on the show an executive at the NFL Network and I saw him forehand and he you know from the New York area and he goes it, it feels like there's something in the, in the water right now I'm like yeah it is and a lot of Giants fans like this is the first time in years that Giants fans are looking at like I kind of wait a second walking with a little pep in the step and a little bit more pride like we are the team like for once it's us it's not us as the upside we are the team that everyone's talking about and it brings me back to that 07 year and it starts with eli look eli now can do any endorsement he wants he's on monday night football with his brother and he smiles and he can walk in any building and he's Derek jeter or he's mm. mickey man it wasn't always that way for eli those first few years eli got it worse in the new york post than anyone ever has and there was a lot of criticism that he didn't live up to the billing i remember in that 07 season they played the minnesota vikings thanksgiving weekend you were on the team Four interceptions, got yeah. sacked three times, and lost 41 to 7 to Travaris Jackson, the late Travaris Jackson and the Vikings in, in, in Giant Stadium. And it was like, get, just we're done. Then they go on this run. So Eli and Daniel Jones have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the team factor and oh. the run that that team went on. How about this? You guys were a six seed. Yeah. You go to Tampa and play a division winner that not everyone really had bought in on the Bucks that year. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia at quarterback. The Bucks, the end of the Gruden era, and the Giants come in and they beat the Buccaneers in Tampa. Okay. Think about that Vikings team they just beat. They went into Minnesota, a team that not everyone was bought in on. They did win their division. All right, so you're starting starting to buy it. You're starting to buy it on the Ernest Graham, Florida legend. Um, Randy Jacobs. The next week, they go and they play the number one seed Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, a place that had been a house of horrors for you Giants. And right before the half, Eli scores a touchdown pass, and the Giants have a little momentum. Tuma. And then this is the They whole, swept us that, during the They race. did. They swept you that year. Just, just like, like the Eagles like swept the Giants this year. House of horrors for the Giants, Dallas. This is the whole Tony Romo, T.O., and T.O. crying. He's my quarterback. We lost as a team. This is the Cabo week. This is all that. Yoko Romo in the crowd, Jessica yes, Simpson. Jessica Simpson. All the respect. Look, the <laughs> Eagles, <laughs> one seed. There, okay. Can I get past yeah. the Eagles? Eagles. Let's say the Giants get past the Eagles. Yeah. And they go on the road to an unfriendly environment. This will be either Dallas or San Francisco. Uh, Giants have been clobbered by the Cowboys twice this season. San Francisco's a juggernaut. No way they would win those games. They went into Lambeau. Eli Manning going into Lambeau and beating Brett Favre and the and the Packers, who were heavily favored in this game in frigid temperatures. Guys, this run is getting weird if they start rattling off wins. And guess where the Super Bowl was played? Was it in the state of Arizona? Glendale, Arizona! Let's go to Glendale, Arizona, where the 
the Giants would play the heavily favored Patriots, and you better believe it, whether it's the Chiefs or it's the Bengals or it's the Bills or it's the Gi- the Giants are going to be big underdogs in Arizona all week, and they're going to bring their lunch yeah. pails, and they're just going to try to keep going. What network was that game on? It was on Fox. What broadcast network has the Super Bowl this year? It's on uh, Fox. Right. See you at the Super Bowl parade, guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Peter Schrager like broke it down like the these these giants could absolutely do it because you know what I mean because it's like one of those things like he just broke it all down because like I saw the stat too then I saw like another thing like the both giants teams that year both went six and ten or six and two right before their buys both buys were at week nine both six and two going into week nine both six and two then that the 07 giants went four and four the rest of the week or the rest of the year and then these Giants went three and five and one. Obviously, there's one extra added extra game because of the new. There's like uh, 17 games, but back then they played 16. So anyway, and then you know, Peter said it. He's like, you know, they played that the old seven buck. They played the old seven Giants played the Bucks, who weren't really favored, and nobody really liked them. It's sort of the same thing with the Minnesota Vikings. It's like, ah, what do we? You know, they were division winners, but nobody really thought the Vikings were that good. So, and then that this week, they got to go up against the Eagles, who everybody sort of thinking, oh, the Eagles are going to Super Bowl. And I'm sure back in 07, it's the same thing with the Cowboys. So, it's it's very possible these Giants could absolutely do it all again. And then Daniel Jones is going to win the Super Bowl. So, and he just said the, the game is in Arizona. And I mean, and. 07 the Super Bowl was in Arizona it's crazy to think about these Giants could absolutely make the playoffs or not to make the playoffs but make the Super Bowl like at first because like before I even saw that clip I truly thought I was like why is it why does everybody keep thinking these Giants are gonna go to the Super Bowl, like gonna win I'm like nah, 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 nah. the Eagles are gonna sweep it but now Peter's got me thinking that these Giants could absolutely do it I'm almost convinced I'm almost convinced it's crazy to think about it's truly crazy now, I'm still probably going to pick those Eagles, but again, I, man, don't, just by Peter, you know, Peter Schrager, you know, again, who works for the NFL Network, did a great job of sort of breaking it down. I'm like, okay, you know what? These Giants could absolutely do it, but yeah. But no, I'm going to have to crush people's dreams here. I'm, I'm still picking the Eagles to win because the Eagles are just so... Obviously, we're sort of still wondering about the the health of Jalen Hurts, but like he's had a couple weeks now to get himself like you know get more healthy and all that other stuff, get that shoulder better. So as long as that shoulder is like healthy, like he can be able to do the same stuff he's been doing all year. I just don't see how these Giants win now because they obviously Daniel Jones played awesome against the Minnesota Vikings, but like I said, just. I don't know. I just don't really have too much faith in this year's Giants. And I'm sure that's the same thing that a lot of people were saying about the, the 07 Giants. But, like, I, I don't know. I'm just so all in on the Eagles because, like, they're just good. Like, I've watched – we've watched their games, and we go, yeah, they're they're one of the better teams in the NFL. I just don't see them getting knocked off. Obviously, we've seen them sort of lose the games that they don't – you don't really expect them to lose because, like, they're, there was that, that Monday night game – it was like coming down to Washington, and obviously Washington won and breaks the uh, undefeated streak. It happens. You can't go. It's hard. It's hard to go like perfect in the NFL. So it's bound to happen. But you know, it, it was 
one of those things. Like maybe it was a good sort of a wake up call for them. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm still gonna pick the Giants or not the Giants. Oh my God, I wasn't reversed on my take. No, I'm still picking the Eagles to beat the Giants. Now, I think the Giants do have a chance. Obviously, you have a chance by stepping on the field because anybody has a chance when once you step on the field. I mean, if you don't step on the field, then you have no chance. But anyways, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Eagles. But also, you know what? I'm gonna probably just take all the underdogs except for like one team to like to cover the spread because like all these underdogs are great. I love all these underdogs except for maybe one. But anyways, um, yeah, I just let me see. Did I have any stats here for the Eagles and Giants? Or no, I forgot to do that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do that. Uh, let's see. Nope. All right, I got nothing. All right, so. Let's do the Sunday games now. And so, obviously, the first Sunday game will be the Bengals and Bills. Oh, boy, this one's going to be fun. This one's going to be fun. Now, there are going to be some concerns on both sides of the ball. So, obviously, with the, we'll start with the Bengals' concerns. Obviously, the Bengals' concerns are with the whole offensive line situation. We got a bunch of banged-up uh, offensive linemen on the, on the uh, injury report. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously we've seen Joe Burrow sort of overcome the over offensive line issues, but like this year though, it was really nice to see an offensive line uh, unit worked really well in Cincinnati, but it's a playoffs and you got to do, you got to deal with it. So I'm sure Joe Burrow will be just fine. But like if, if you know, the bills get enough pressure on him, I don't know that Jack, cause like that bills offense is like a juggernaut sometimes. So if, if the Bengals get down early, I don't know. Especially with that offensive line, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for them. That's for sure. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a battle. So obviously, Joe Burrow's just gonna have to keep doing what he always does, just being dual cool, and just having to ride, ride the waves, man. He's gonna have to just keep riding those waves. But anyways, though, it's like. But obviously, for the Bills side of things, of being sort of being concerned about is Josh Allen's turnovers a bit because I feel like he and everybody keeps sort of talking about this a little bit about Josh Allen being Superman, and I tend I tend to agree. Like Josh Allen, sometimes either he goes all like he just does too many things at once, and he just tries to make he just tries to make a home run play. It's like, dude, you don't always have to make the home run play. Like you don't have to like get like ten yards, get that extra yard. And then like fumble it, or you know, he don't doesn't always have to hit Stephon Diggs for a deep ball, and then and it ended up being an interception. So it's like one of those things. Like Josh, you don't always have to do that, but like I get it. That's his part of his game. He just does that. He takes risk and all that other stuff. He's a guns. I got maybe a, maybe gunslinger is not the right term, but he's a he's a risk taker in a sense. So, and then we gotta think, sort of think about like, I mean, the Bills' defense is good, but like, I don't know if it's if it's like elite because obviously they got some injuries in the back end i feel like the front end like i said it was sort of talking about the chiefs that back end is not all that fantastic uh but anyways though it's like i don't know i'm here let me pull up some stats here uh let me get some stats let me find some stats okay so josh allen in the playoffs and i'm sure you guys probably know this by now but josh allen in the playoffs is has a pass rating of 104.6 with 2,000 yards 17 touchdowns and three interceptions Two of them actually came from last week. I don't remember when the first one was, but in the seven games he's played in so far, Stefan Diggs has a ca- has catch has fifty five catches for one hundred and eight yards and scored four touchdowns in eleven games he's played in, in the playoffs. And Joe Burrow has a passer rating of ninety seven, a thousand yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions in the, in the five games he's played so far. Jamar Chase has thirty three. 
30, 34 catches, 452 yards, two touchdowns in the five games he's played in. And both defense are like top, uh, let's see, like, yeah, top, you know, top six and points allowed. The Bills were uh, about roughly 17 points a game. and The Bengals were 20 points a game. So it's going to be an inter- interesting game for sure. Because like, like I said, if one of these like things, like, like I said, if the Bengals offense, str- offensive line struggles, it's going to be a long day. But if that Bengals or if the um, Bills defense sort of struggles, that secondary struggles, it's going to be a long day for them. So I'm going to. I don't want to say it's almost good. It could potentially be like that uh, last year's game between the bill uh, between uh, the bills and chiefs, but like, it's, it's going to be a good one. Like I um, like a lot of people are going to be like tune their eyes on that game. And they're just going to be like, wow, this is some awesome football. So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I think I might go with the Bengals, but I don't know. This might be a tough one for me because I love Joe Burrow. And I love Josh Allen too. Love both their games. Man, this is tough. Obviously, I'm gonna go. You know what? Here, I'll be. Fr- I'll be nice. I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow just because my roommate Sean just loves Joe Burrow. Because I, you know, he's too cool. And obviously, he just. I think he's like he sort of said in that in that one pref- uh, press conference. He's like the reporter asked him. He's like, "Hey, do you sort of think your window? Like, how long do you think this window is open?" He's like, he basically Joe Burrow's like, "Window's always open." As long as I'm here, the window's open. So, I mean, the window's open. That's for sure. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think they're underdogs. So I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I'm going to pick the Bengals. I don't love I don't really love it, but I'm going to I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to pick the Bengals here. All right. So, the night cap, we've got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Cincinnati or versus the San Francisco 49ers. Oh boy, this is going to be another fun game to watch. We got Mister Irrelevant versus Dak Prescott. We've got this. We've got Dallas versus San Francisco. We've got an instant classic at the rivalry from the nineties. And I've got some stats here for you. So that's Dak Prescott in the five games he's played so far in in his playoff career in his playoff in the five games he's played in the playoffs. Basically, Dak Prescott has a ninety eight point three pass rating with a thousand yards and three. 1,353 yards, 10 touchdowns, and three picks, which is pretty good in the five games he's played in. And Brock Purdy, the one game he's played in, he had a pass rating of, in his playoff debut, he had a pass rating of 131.5, 300 yards, three touchdowns. I believe he had a rushing. I think that's right. Yeah, he had a rushing too. In the one playoff game he started. Uh, George Kittle has 17 catches, 216 yards and one touchdown in the seven games he's started in. Chris, uh, Debo Samuel has 26 catches, 414 yards, and has scored three uh, three touchdowns in seven games. Chris McCaffrey, in the two games he's played in, he has 21 carries for 335 yard, 135 yards, two touchdowns in the two games he's played in. Now, the first game he played in was in 2017 with Carolina. He had uh, 116 yards rushing, but he had a uh, hundred yards, 101 yard receiving yards, and he had a, uh, I believe that he had a touchdown. Yeah, he had a reception for a touchdown. Now for Chris McCaffrey with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, he had 119 yards rushing, but he had a lesser yard receiving yards. He had 17, but he still had a rushing or no, he had a receiving touchdown as well. So he's back to back receiving touchdowns for Chris McCaffrey. Uh, 
So coaching wise, Kyle Shanahan is five and two in the playoffs, and Mike McCarthy is eleven and nine. So obviously, they also you got to factor in the uh, San Francisco 49ers have the uh, best defense in the league. But I'm sort of looking at how is Brock Purdy going to handle this? Because like a little part of me is like, oh, the San Francisco 49ers are just going to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to run the ball with Chris McCaffrey. They're going to do play actions. Brock Purdy is just going to keep dumping it off to all these talented wide receivers. And now that I keep thinking about it, I'm a little, I keep, I keep getting a little nervous about this game. Cause like a little part of me is like, ah, what if Brock sort of, this is a game. But then I keep thinking to myself, oh, no, he's been doing this all. He's been the six, the six, seven games he's been, he's played in. He's looked awesome. So I don't think he's like, cause he's poised. He's, he's like, he's got the best coach. He's got the best team. He's fine. He'll do just fine. I don't think that, I don't think the pressure is going to get it to him. But I will say that, like, if Brock, because, like, I was watching some clips online because, like, just people just sort of talking about him. And there was, like, one guy, uh, Chris Sims, who sort of, like, talked about, like, about, like, Brock Purdy. And, like, he was not trying to knock him down. Like, he wasn't trying to knock him. But, like, he was sort of saying, like, that Brock Purdy has done a great job. But he's also has missed a couple of throws that he probably shouldn't, that he should take. Because, like, in a sense, let's say it's the NFC Championship game. He needs to get into field goal range. What if he misses that one throw that he should make or something like that? There's certain throws that he should probably be making if he wants to keep, continue to be successful. And I tend to agree. But at the same time, it's like, man, the guy's a rookie. He's just, I'm sure he's missing these throws because, one, he's a rookie. He's still, still learning some things. But it's like, so it's like, it's there's some plus, there's some plus minuses play. So there's plus plays and there's, I'm sure there's minus plays that they go over and film. They're like, all right, that's a plus play. That's a, that's a minus play. So, cause I feel like, cause like he showed me, he showed one play where D Bill Samuel was open for a crossing route, but, but he checked it down to like, I, I think it was, might've been two sack or something like that. But it's like, ah, well, I'm sure he probably should have thrown it to, uh, was it Brandon? He was either Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, but either one, either way, it's like you got to make that. You got to just got to throw it to him because he's like he's open. So, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners here just because I. It's the Cowboys' history. They have always either over they don't like they overachieve and then they underachieve in the playoffs in the regular season. So like basically they're like overachieve in the playoffs and they underachieve in the playoffs. Or wait, did I say that right? They overachieve in the regular season and they underachieve over in the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Niners here. I'm going to say the Niners will play the Eagles again, and the Bengals will be playing the Chiefs in the in the championship game. So that's my uh, predictions right there. So uh, I think that was pretty much it. I was going to talk. All I was going to do is just preview the games and talk about them. So with that being said, so make uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. So make sure you subscribe to. The podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you may be listening to this, to this on. And uh, make sure you follow me on the, all the social media platforms that I'm available on. That's Instagram. That's not Instagram, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I keep I keep telling you guys that. It's like, oh, I'm going to get there, but I never get there. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, so it's TikTok and Twitter and YouTube. Those are the only three so far, but I'm going to get to Instagram someday. I will get there. But I'll make sure to put all the information on the uh, episode descriptions if you want to get to the – there will be the links for there for the uh, social media platforms and all that other stuff. So that, like I said, thank you for listening and tell your friends about me and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>